Conscious Capitalism for Women in Strong Leadership with Mark Granger. And this is episode 102 on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast. And if you want to really truly be a leader, if you really truly want to be impactful, then you've got to start to go to work on your thinking. And there's strategies and ways of being and practices that allow you to be focusing and building a thought system on love as opposed to a thought system on fear. And when you work on those two things, you're cleaning up your money shit, you're cleaning up your message, and those two things automatically position you as a leader in the marketplace. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host and legal friend, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Mark Granger. Mark, along with his beautiful wife, Shannon, is the co-founder of Big Impact HQ. Mark has worked with some of the most prestigious brands in the world, including Aflac, Marriott International, my personal favorite, Porsche and Harley Davidson. I love this part. As a conscious capitalism consultant leadership expert, Mark helps women to lead, speak and inspire. Mark couldn't be on a more perfect podcast. Welcome to the show, Mark. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I'm very happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Do you have an attorney joke or a quote you can share with us? You know, I wish I did because I know a lot of jokes. Most of them are a little off color. And I'm like, I have to have something (laughs) in my repertoire around a a lawyer, but I could not think of one. But I do have a quote. My favorite quote comes from Marianne Williamson. And that one is, is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And then it goes on and where it talks about um, it's our light that we're most afraid of and who are we to be brilliant, but it's really about not sinking, not playing small. It doesn't serve the world. And uh, that's what I'm really big on is who you become and who you become in the world really is an extension of your value that you're offering and the service that you give people. Timing on this couldn't be perfect, Mark, because currently through my life, I've been experiencing you know, the, the purpose of why are we here, right? It's a huge question. And I don't think anyone can actually answer it unless they truly know who they are. And if they right. are connected to their faith, I'm not going to get religious on anyone, but each and every person out there, they, they probably have some sort of aspect when it comes to religion, but there's a purpose behind who we right. are and why are we here? And I believe you actually bring that purpose out in women in particular. Yes, that's true. And I think that comes from, you know, you know, Kelly, when I was, when I was, the way I was raised, the women that have really impacted me in my life and really shaped the man that I've become were all extremely powerful women that were locked up in kind of their own self prison, a prison of victimhood where they were given away their power They'd have an interaction with people and then they would question themselves around that. They couldn't speak their truth. And yet they were highly functional, highly effective women that were locked up and a piece of them was went unexpressed. And I think as as a child and as I grew into a young man, I started seeing 
that um, my purpose had to do with had to do with these powerful women and and how to work with them. And I was fortunate to have a father who was beyond his years as an evolved masculine in touch with his in touch with his emotions and very, uh, very, very good imprint for me on on creating a, a safe place for women to explore what's going on in their heart and soul, because we are here to expand. That is the purpose of our life is expansion. Who is it we can step into? How can we be more loving, more kind, less reactive in our thinking and more proactive in putting out good work in the world? And what gets in the way of that is our wounds, uh, the way that we were raised, the, the conditions that we were raised, the cultures that we were raised in set in place a series of beliefs that may not be the beliefs that are truly yours now that you are growing up. And I, I see this really showing up in women over 40. And oftentimes women, as they're starting to get at, you know, come into that second period of life after 50, they're like, okay, I've accomplished all this. I've, I've got money, but I don't know what I'm doing with my money. I don't know. My kids are now off and creating grandkids. And what is my life about? What is it that I'm here to do? And this is when women really step into their power because they have wisdom to share. And when they can tap into that wisdom and see that they have a higher purpose, uh, other than the way they've been told how things have to be done, that's when we get women that are stepping into their potency in life. Mark, there's so much truth to what you just said about how women and men are um, treated as they are growing. And I was very, very fortunate to have been born into a very, very loving family. I am seven um, out of well I'm the youngest out of seven (laughs) I gave that punchline away right at right at the beginning right (laughs) and and I'm the baby of of the you know the the siblings but in in our home you know dad was the businessman he went out and you know he's the breadwinner and mom with seven of us right had to be the home or the domestic engineer and she was always there she was she made breakfast, she looked after us, she made sure we went to school on time. And we always had that loving guidance. And mom always had a strength to her. Mom and dad, they really got along so, so well. Uh, and, and they were more, I think they portrayed to us as children to be partners rather than, you know, a husband and wife, a, nice. a dominant and, and a um, uh, what what's the other word? I don't even know what the other word is because I've I've never grown up around it, right? And it really does depend on how a woman is raised, you know, from the family background to relatives to even friends. Because I have come across women, Mark, that the the things that they say literally break my heart. Right? I'm a, I'm a professional woman. I have you know won awards. I have. Um, being I'm, I'm a speaker I'm an author so you know I completely understand when you say well the woman's power or her voice you know eventually does uh, come out but there's a you have to find that voice some of the That's women right. that I've encountered they're holding baggage they're holding things that their mom or dad might have said to them in the past while they were growing up so now they think right. they're not worthy right if I may right. use that word but you and Shannon you have trained over 3,000 women leaders in the art of science of persuasion and influence, which has generated over $45 million in revenue for these women-owned businesses. How do you do it? 
Well, it really, there, it's, it's a great question to say that because when there's two, uh, two elements to that right there, Kelly, number one is when a woman begins to tell her story, okay, something changes within her. You know, I'm thinking of Jennifer Joe. She's a client of ours, financial planner, uh, a wealth coach for women. And when she came to us, she had this, this, this story that she didn't know how to tell. And she didn't know how to take the story and make it relevant to her clients. And so here she was at 29 years old, had two beautiful children, I think five and six and four, I think is what they were. And her and her husband had separated because he was, he was drinking. Well, it turned as about as bad as it can get into an 11 hour showdown where he took the kids hostage and the police were there with the negotiator and everything. Well, it ended with him shooting and killing the children and then shooting himself. So here she is at 29 years old. Her two beautiful children just got murdered by her husband, uh, who then kills himself. And she had her whole life to look out forward to. And she's like, how do I tell that story? Now, she's gone on to, you would never know she had that kind of tragedy. And most people think, how do you ever pick yourself back up? Um, But she started, she started, it was hard for her in our trainings to take the stage and start to tell that story. But as she learned how to tell that story, she started seeing that that story was intricate to the person that she's become. And when you start to see that who you become and the way that you share your vulnerability, your credibility, when you have a system that allows you to share, share uh, in that sort of way, people see themselves in you and they see that you're on a path to being their mentor. They see that like this person has been the experiences that they've gone to, the way they tell their story, they, they have been put on this planet to serve someone like me. And so that's, that's the key is being able to articulate your wounds, your wisdom, your successes, and to articulate that into a thought leadership process where you're speaking in frames, you're speaking in themes, and you're speaking persuasively in a way that pulls people in. Because what I know is that women are brilliant. I know that they have been doing a lot of work to get their message out there. They've been investing in themselves, and sometimes it just doesn't seem like it's working. They're spinning their wheels. You're in overwhelm. You're you're doubting where you know you're doubting whether or not you can make this happen. You get some success. You might even be making multiple six figures, but you're not feeling like you've arrived. And so that's number one is allowing them to start to talk about their story. I think that comes a long way. My my wife Shannon and I we talk about speaking heels. And so when you start speaking and you start creating real content, not just regurgitating content you learn somewhere else, but really finding the wisdom that's within you, you're having to do your own inner spiritual work. You've got to move from a mind of fear to a mind of love. And we have been conditioned in this world to reinforce a mind of fear. And if you want to really truly be a leader, if you really truly want to be impactful, then you've got to start to go to work on your thinking. And there's strategies and ways of being and practices that allow you to be focusing and building a thought system on love as opposed to a thought system on fear. And when you work on those two things, you're cleaning up your money shit, you're cleaning up your message, and those two things automatically position you as a leader in the marketplace. That's absolutely brilliant what you said. I have been listening to some incredible books, right? I, I've just sort of come across uh, Zig Ziglar. Nice. And I really wish, Mark, I really wish that I was, uh, I had heard of him earlier, so I could have at least attended one of his seminars. He, he really touches the heart. He's not just a regular speaker. He talks about sales and he talks about 
you have to begin. The, the, there are three balances that you need in your life. The first one is you have to begin by loving who you are. Find out who you are and, and, and actually appreciate who you are. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, change right. it. Right. So you have to be able to love yourself first. And then he goes on and says, bring that love to the family. There has to be a balance between you and your family. And the third one is the business. Right. Because it reflects in any of them. If you as a person, you know, you're, you're off either at home or in your business life, it's going to affect everything. And he literally lived the life that he preached about every single right. day. He lived right. that life. That's but right. he found his passion he found his purpose uh, back in 1972 right i think that's when he became really connected with his faith and the way women right everybody knows men and women are probably from you know two different planets that that's what people say but there really is no difference that i see between men and women especially in the business world the only limitation that I've seen, Mark, is that the women put on themselves. I think that's really well said. And that's one of the reasons why one of my biggest passions is collaborating with other women leaders to really foster the belief in women that they should be seeking the skills and opportunities to step into leadership roles. When you, there are, there's two ways of going about changing your behavior that I see. Number one is on a behavior level, meaning like this time when I take a shower, I'm going to take a cold shower. I have the choice to determining the temperature of which I'm going to take my shower. I have the choice of how, when I'm going throughout my day, what attitude I'm going to choose to be working in. So on a, on a moment by moment basis, we have the power of choice and choosing, choosing in that moment, something that's an empowering energy, I think is really, really critical. The other way of really creating that behavior change is, is, is having a practice, a consistent practice to where you are learning to discern from the mind what we, what is fear and what is love. And what I'm seeing is that, you know, I I was a women's studies uh, was a part of what I did in college. And I remember I was working at a, a abuse hotline, a sexual abuse hotline uh, for women. And we would actually, they would call in and if they needed it, we would arrange a ride for them to come over to housing to get away from their abusive man. And part of the things that we would talk to them about is that, you know, how many times have you tried to leave? And they would say, well, this is my first time, or this is my second time. And we would say on average, it takes seven times before someone leaves. And it just depends on the damage that's been done around that. Well, when you look at, when you look at, um, this particular month is Women's History Month, and we've been doing a lot of sharing with our community and our tribe about the women suffragettes, which is all around the movement uh, that, and what women went through in order for women to have the right to vote. And people do not know the way that men oppressed women. Women were, were property, and so they could not have money. They could not have, own a home. They could not have a bank account. Everything went through their husband. Uh, and so if she wanted a divorce, he automatically got the children. So she was like giving up her children. So she had no choice. And what women went through in order to have choice is what women need to understand. Um, and and w- so when you look at the oppression, the 800,000 women were burned at the stake with, over these centuries, 800,000. So when you look at the collective consciousness of women, when they have used their voice, when they have stepped into their sexuality without shame, when they own their magic and they own their power, men have gone through huge, uh, huge steps to, to, to quiet that voice. So it would make sense that women now 
when it comes to speaking up, there's a collective consciousness of fear that I literally will die if I speak my truth. And so I think it's really important for women to start to see that the way the world is poised right now, the problems we see in the world around sustainability, uh, climate change, uh, ocean uh, uh, ecosystems being completely wiped out by deforestation, all of these problems, the government, the, the, the economy, all of these things that we're seeing, Me Too, um, Time's Up, all of these pieces are really part of a, of a new a new awakening that's showing up on the planet, a spiritual awakening of moving from fear to love. And women need to understand that this awakening is on their shoulders. Okay. So like the Dalai Lama in 2009 peace summit, he said, the Western woman will save the world. Social media blew up around that. And they're like, why did he say that? Well, he was planting the seeds of where we're at now. And you're seeing that women are driving change. I mean, just look in pop culture right now, the women of color are crushing it. You know, like um, Shonda Rhimes, she's the highest paid showrunner. She's a African-American woman getting paid more than anybody else in Hollywood uh, for doing a showrunner. And you're seeing this happening again and again, even Amanda Gorman. She was the, um, she was the, uh, the poet that opened for the Super Bowl as well as the presidential inauguration. So you're seeing women of color stepping into leadership roles. And as we move from a, from a culture of wanting to achieve and wanting more, which is the old model, and people are seeing that that's not working, we're moving into the impact economy where organizations are meant to be sustained, to sustain life, to be like more like mother nature, to mere mother nature processes. And as we do that, the, the women that have the ability to persuade and influence and present and perceive themselves as the leaders are the ones that are going to have so much opportunity moving in the future. Women have it made if they are clear that they have the opportunity to step into leadership roles and they seek out those leadership roles. Because when you start to become a leader and you see yourself as a leader, you will be guided by the mentors, the opportunities, the uh, situations of change and evolution that you can go through that make you an outstanding individual and self-actualized in the work that you do. Growing up in my family, we were never, ever taught that you can't do something because you're a woman. I, I, I have four sisters, so there's five sisters and two brothers all together. And not one time did I ever hear from mom's voice or from dad's voice saying that you can't do anything. All of my siblings, they're in the medical field, but not me. I chose to go out and become a lawyer and I you know, stuck to my convictions and I'm enjoying the, the life that uh, I worked really hard for. One thing that my dad did say to me, and it's always stuck with me and it's what I use as a guidance for anything in my life is he said to me, he goes, Cookie, oh, now you know that my nickname is Cookie. So <laughs> he said, Cookie, if you ever want something, want it from your heart, otherwise don't bother right? Want it from your heart, put your heart into it first, and the rest of you will follow. So I decided to go into a law practice. At the time, there was less than 3% women in the corporate field at the time, 17 years ago, I'm talking about, and less than 1% of those women were minority women in the corporate field. It was all male dominated. Yep. Not one time, Mark, did I ever see myself as a subordinate to a male counterpart. I was standing shoulder to shoulder with them. In fact, I was right there and if not passing them. So I've never really looked at someone to say, oh, that one 
a male and that one's a female, or I've got to do better than that. Right. It's always, regardless of where I am, I'm going to do better. Right. And again, it starts with the mindset of when you how you were brought up and then how you surround yourself with people that are positive. Right. Again, it goes back to you need to know who you are. You need to respect and love yourself before anyone else is going to love and respect yourself. Exactly. And especially in 2020, everyone was out there saying, oh, 2020, this is the year of the woman. This is the year of the woman. And my answer to that, Mark, was. Every year is the year of the woman. You know, I'm I'm getting gooses as I'm saying this, because I believe that in my heart, there isn't a glass ceiling. I've never, ever looked at anything that, you know, it's, there's a glass ceiling and I can't go over that. Come join us at the top. That's what I tell other women, right? Come join us at the top. There's loads of room up there, but it all starts with you. Let's take a step back for a second how did you get into, you shared a little bit at the beginning that you had strong females in your life as you were growing up, but what was that, that triggering event that brought this passion out? And now you're, you're um, helping thousands of other women. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing is when uh, I had, I had a difficult relationship with my mom. Uh, My mom was, uh, um, very much, I think what's interesting is both my mother and my father lost a parent at about the same time, my, my dad was, my dad was three. My mom was five when she lost her father and my dad lost his mother. And so what's interesting is something happened different in each of them. When that happened, my dad says he remembers uh, the angels taking his mom to heaven. When he looks at it now, it was the paramedics just taking the body out of the house, but he saw angels taking her to heaven. And my mom, uh, she was daddy's little girl and she lost her daddy. And I, so I think my mom at that point in time really stepped into a world of fear and I have to be in charge. My dad went into, there's something bigger beyond me that's in charge. So my dad had a piece about him that my mom did not have. And so my mom was a gripper and, and a controller. So when I went out, when I went out and so she, to her, one of her big sayings was, oh, a man must've created that. So there was a resentment in my mom around the masculine. And so she tried to drive the masculine out of me. So when I went out on my own, I started seeing that I was falling into the friend zone a lot. I was giving away my power and I fell heads over heels in love uh, with a woman named Anne Marie. She was wonderful. This was in college. And I got my heart really broken because I didn't know how to have my own boundaries. Uh, There was an enmeshment there. So that's what got me all into becoming a marriage and family therapist. That was the path I was going to take. And I was really good at that. And so uh, I just made the decision at that point in time, I had such this overwhelming maternal presence in my life that was problematic and created a lot of pain in my life. Uh, and then I was seeing, oh, my relationships with women are not very healthy, that I started mastering who I needed to become and getting clear of me, which was going back into my, my, my core of who I am, which is a man. And so I started having to explore what does it mean to be in my own masculine power? And from that, I started seeing that I was called to help men be able to understand what it means to be the evolved masculine. And to help women understand that they can step into their feminine more powerfully and not just try to be in a man in man mode. So it's really about understanding as a woman, what are your innate gifts? Because I think a lot of women did not have the, the gift of growing up in a family where they had a father that's, that's giving them such great guidance and a big family where there is this, uh, there's a foundational mindset of deserving. 
And so there's so many people out there. And I think there's a lot of listeners, Kelly, that are, that are like, I've been doing the work. I've been going to the seminars. I'm reading the books. I'm listening to the podcast. I'm doing everything I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't seem like life is fair. I'm, I'm working my nail, I'm working my fingers to the bone and then I get home and I got to take care of the kids and I got to take care of the house. And while I love my husband, we're not on the same page and our intimacy isn't where it should be. And my health isn't where it should be. And you're spinning your wheels, but yet, you know, you're brilliant and that things should be showing up in your life in an easier fashion. And that, that I think is where, I, when I saw, when I look back and I saw these women that had made imprint experiences in my life, when I look back on them and how much sorrow was the their life uh, instead of how much joy was their life? I'm like, in order for women to really be able to have an impact on the world, they got to be in that place of joy. And when they really know themselves and they really understand who they are as a child of God, as an as an example of Mother Nature, what's not to love? I have to play the adv- the devil's advocate for a second, Mark. Not sure whether you've ever had a woman question you regarding. Mark, the last time you probably checked, you're a man, but yet you're helping women trying to find their voice and trying to inspire them. Where where do you get the credentials to do that? Oh, very great question. Really great question. Well, I think that there's a lot of men right now that are hopping on supporting women because it's cool. And that's that's not where I come from. This is purpose driven for me. So I'm a I'm a um, 25 year student and teacher of A Course in Miracles. And I'm not sure what, what many people know about A Course in Miracles, but it's a psychotherapeutic study brain training. It's a mind training that really moves us from a thought forms of fear to thought forms of love, really moving from ego to our own sense of essence. And also the work that I do, my wife and I, we work on really, really bringing who you are to the marketplace, integrating things like with Jennifer Jost, we've showing her how to take this horrible story of death of her children and using that to empower women, females. And she's crushing it now having, I mean, she's a fantastic speaker and she's inspiring women in the masses because she's been able to tell that story in a powerful way. We all have a story. And so as you start to get into that story, you start to see who you really are. And that's what's really marketable. What's marketable today is not the sizzle. The sizzle of yesterday is gone. People want to feel the authentic connection to both your, both your wounds and your vulnerability as much as your credibility. So I've been in a lot of pain because of the women in my life. Uh, that's, that's been the source of the pain in me. And so as I went about healing that pain, I started to become a a man that women were naturally drawn to because of who I am and how I create a space for them. And then it took the own inner work for me to really listen to this impulse that says serve women. And it was happening organically. I mean, both before I was with my wife, 85% of my best clients were women. Uh, And so then we just started looking at it and what we've been able to create in our program Uh, of being able to help women lead, speak, and inspire really helps you step into your power, even if you already are exhibiting it. It allows you to step into it in a way that is really driven by who you are and and by uh, by purpose. And because that's where I'm coming from and where my wife's coming from, it, it really makes us the ideal candidate for women who are, know that they're badass and are struggling seeing that manifest in the, in the world. Because what got them where they're at no longer is working. And so oftentimes they're pushing harder, they're working more, getting less return. So what they've been doing is no longer, no longer working and they're needing a disruption to their neurology and the way that they work. 
So where do they start from, Mark? Do they contact you and Shannon? Yeah, so I think one of the best things to do is you can head over to our website, bigimpacthq.com. And when you're there, uh, you can take a look around. But as soon as you go to move your cursor, uh, off the page, you'll see a pop-up come up for a speaker quiz. And I think this is one of the best things that you can do to measure your leadership. What kind of speaker are you? Are you a lecturer? Are you a, an orator? Uh, Martin Luther King is your example of an orator. Uh, so is uh, so is like Les Brown. Those are more of your orators. Marianne Williamson or Brene Brown would be more of your lecturer. So what kind of speaker are you? Because what you need to be able to look at is speakers are leaders and leaders are speakers. And the more you can articulate your message powerfully, know what your signature message is, and go back to that as a, as a, as a thought leadership communication system so that you can get on television, you can get on podcasts, you can be the broadcaster of the change you seek in the world. And then, uh, and then having the systems behind that. That's what we help you do is we bring it out of you and then we show you how to monetize it. I'm going to put you on the spot now, Mark. So what do you think uh, it would be my signature speech? So there's your signature speech and then there's your signature message. Okay. Those could be a couple different things. So right off the bat, uh, when I look at you, I'm looking at brand qualities. Okay. So you already are articulate. Okay. You have a, you have a, a very much a queenly persona about you. Okay. So there, there's already a sense of power and authority. Um, what I would want to do with you is I would want to sp- spend a little bit of time understanding the injustices that you see in your industry, the injustices you see in the world, and really get clear of what is the higher purpose of your business. What really is your business here to do other than make money? And you know, and it should be able to create financial freedom for you without a doubt. But it should also really do something that's healing and changing the planet. And when you can start to have that integrated in your message. Uh, so that that is what your business is for. Your business is for changing and transforming lives. Getting super clarity on that, Kelly, is essential. And then being able to put the systems of messaging, the systems of monetization behind that higher purpose, that's when you are a conscious capitalist. That's when you're using your business to create magic and love in the world. And of course, the finances and and um, wealth will pour in. I have two loves in my life. Well, let's say three because, you know, my husband knows I love him. So I have three loves in my life, right? The first one is, and and these are not in the same order, but the first one is my passion for law. I literally feel, Mark, that I was born to be a lawyer. I love what I do. When you love what you do, it's not a job. My mission is to help each entrepreneur make sure that they are set up legally so they're standing on a solid legal foundation as they grow my second love is dogs i love love dogs any dog give me a dog i've got four dogs of my own right and obviously i'm being i'm very blessed and i joke about this too but my husband i'm so blessed that i've got an incredible husband that supports me in anything i do in fact, he's, he's uh, my number one fan, and he's the one that literally said, you know, you, you need to go out and spread your wings, right? Find something where you can spread your wings and fly. Which man says, I'm sure you have multiple times to multiple women, right? But, but that's <laughs> the type of person that you can attract. Any woman can attract that type Absolutely. of loving man. 
Again, yes. it starts with loving themselves. That's right. Uh, one thing that Zig Ziglar has said throughout each and every presentation he's ever given is fear. You have to let go of fear because fear is false evidence, evidence appearing, appearing real. real. There you go. That's exactly that. what it is, right? Yeah. And there's no, and then going back to the Bible, it's a great book. It's an incredible Absolutely. book of, you know, they're not suggestions. They're, they're um, commandments, right, that anyone can live by. Mm-hmm. Anyone. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what religion you are. It's an incredible book on guidance and how to live a loving life. And even in, in the Bible, it says you have nothing to fear, nothing to fear, right? So it, when women let go of that fear, it's, it's incredible, the feeling that they're going to have. It, they're right. going to feel a lot lighter. They're going to be able to face the day with, with being a lot more stronger. It's absolutely crucial, Mark, what you do, you and Shannon do for women in general, because I have come across women, I, I mentioned earlier, that they don't understand their own potential. Like right. they, they, they have to question whether they can charge someone this much or that much. You're right. supposed to look, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, you're supposed to look at your client and look at them in the eyes and tell them exactly how much your services are going to cost. Why? Because you've worked really hard to get that experience That's and right. to learn the trade and to learn the skill. And if you can change someone's life, you look at them in the eyes and say, I charge $400 an hour if you're an attorney, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but women, and and seriously, this has happened to me where I'll I'll ask a woman, you know, I I like what she's doing. And could you do some marketing for me? And how much do you charge? Well, I charge about 150. Is that okay? No, that's not okay. You have to be sold on yourself before you have others sold on you. That's right. right. So, and I think I think you said something really powerfully there. What what women I don't think understand as much as men do, is that when you say something, people can tell by what you say whether you're a leader or a victim. Okay, and this is really important for your women listeners to really take away from. When you can start with when you can start with mentorship and guidance that gets you clear on how to speak up when you are in a meeting and you have people that need to know that you're a badass, you need to be speaking up with intention and with a strategy. And you need to be speaking with, like a leader. There cannot be a question at the end. I think this would be a good idea. Would this be a good? No, here's a great idea that we're going to do that can solve this problem. There needs to be a sense of certainty. And so practicing certainty language is critical. And I, th- I think I think one of the biggest things that um, I want people to understand is, We've talked about a lot of concepts here today, loving yourself and stepping into leadership. And I think a lot of people, they've been doing the inner work. That is kind of the world we live in now. That's why content is such a big deal is people are looking for hacks and shortcuts and tips and tools to have a better life. And so they're learning the pop psychology of, you know, writing down your goals. There's some things now that are standard that were cutting edge 10, 20 years ago, right? On how to live a life. And what I want everyone to understand is that the world we live in creates separation. Even as we look out of our eyes, I look out of my eyes and I see a separate body in you and you see a separate body in me, which means that you are over there and I'm over here. 
So in our world, uh, this is all coming from A Course in Miracles. When we come from a, the small mind or our ego mind, it is trying to separate us from our oneness. And what I, the more I can help a woman see that she is just like a tree or just like that, that baby elephant or just like that mama elephant. Anytime I love that you, elephants. Yes, I, I love anytime you, them. So yes. Anytime you can connect with mother nature and observe mother nature and see that there is nothing different in that flower and you, they are all a expression of life. Okay. But they we all have ex- a purpose too. That's right. We, that's right. And so what you want to be able to do is if you don't know your purpose, just recognize that your purpose is to express life. Okay. And real life does not have fear. So that is why when you look at a dog and we have dogs too. So when you said you love dogs, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to geek out on our fur babies. Um, when I look out and I see my dog outside in the sun, she is in complete joy and bliss all yes. the time. And that's why I feel an extension of love to her. So one of the things you want to look at, want to look at is that the world we live in and the mind and the way we've been trained and the way that we have been trained by marketing, we are a, we are a society driven by promotion, how you look, how you feel, what clothes to wear, what brands to drink. All of that has been hammered into our mind since the day we were born. And all of that is taking us out of our essence. It's putting false beliefs and false connections on things. And so you have to pull yourself out of the matrix of overwhelm to see that who you are is love, who you are is like that tree. And to learn how to think from a place in our mind to where we're connected, not separated. So that is the purpose that we're seeing is the more you can start to come from this mind of that we are one and my thoughts and my feelings impact you your thoughts and your feelings impact me. So I'm going to choose to, I'm going to choose to feel good. I'm going to choose to pursue happiness. I'm going to choose to avoid, avoid thoughts of negativity and destruction and hate and anger. Because when I do that, I'm reinforcing it on the planet. So there's millions of change agents right now, you being one of them, I being another, all of your listeners that are called to a message within you. And that message within you ultimately is about diminishing the separation and allowing people to see the oneness that we are as, as, as human beings. When we do that, we will have heaven on earth. And when women can start to be the leaders of nations, the leaders of Fortune 500 companies, the leaders of nonprofits, the leaders of government, now we will have policies that don't leave children hungry that we will have policies that don't put more, more trash into the, uh, more, more garbage into the, to the oceans than, uh, than fish. Did you know by 2050, there's going to be more plastic bottles in the ocean than fish? Oh dear. Okay. Women don't think we need more money at the cost of our ocean. Men do men think that way because men think this is one of the things I love to share with women is that men think like a game. They like to win and score points. So men excel at a game where they can win and keep score. And that's, that's the way they play with each other. That's the way they look at the world. And business has become a way to where I can keep score by the revenue that I create. It perpetuates this machine of more, more, more. And it overlooks, well, what, if, what, if there, what else is there besides more? All it does is ramp up people. It creates a, a toxic energy among the people within the culture. So the higher purpose that women really beautifully bring to their family 
and to an organization allows there to be millions of dollars still made in profit and to really stand for something that creates change on this planet, to stand for love. It's a a fascinating topic that you just touched upon, right? The differences, obviously, between men and women. Um, Women, in general, they they do have that nurturing side to them. But I think men as well, the, the right type of men, Right, the right type of men that were brought up by real men, their their fathers, and they've got an influence of their mom in them too. My my husband, uh, Mark, he's just um, he's 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 a giver. In fact, he taught me something. He said, "Never take more than you give." Right. Mm-hmm. So there are men like my husband out there, and like yourself out there, that do care about. The, the world, you know, as, as a planet, right? But I really wish we had at least another five hours because I would love to dive into, you Absolutely. know, some more topics on this. I have to have you back on the show, but is there anything that you would like to share with my fantastic friends that are listening? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, I, I also have a group of uh, men we meet here locally in Austin, Texas is where I live. And so I, I've created a group of men leaders, there's 15 of us, and we, we've created what's called the Jet Circle, gentlemen, uh, and it's uh, gentlemen entrepreneurs and uh, or executives networking together socially. And so we get together every other Tuesday, one Tuesday a month. We get together in a social, and we have kind of like a philo- philosophical philosopher's circle, and we talk about things around women and sexuality and how do we as men really find and assert our power? Because if men don't have a place to put that power in a good place, it gets put off into a place that is usually toxic. So we have that conversation. And then the other week we meet around a fire, uh, a fire pit, and we, we do inner work uh, and we get introspective and we have a high standard that we meet and it's confidential about what we discuss there. And so there's groups of men that are coming together around the planet and exploring what it means to be a man. And they're exploring what it mean, what, what does that mean in their relationship to women? And the, the evolved masculine sees that women are being tasked with something right now. The, the, the world is moving from a world of structure to a world of love and women are ushering in that. And so what I would say to the, what I would say to the women out there is have faith that if you are not being surrounded by the kind of men that are supporting you, keep moving forward. Here's the thing that most women don't know. Men just want the women in their life to be thrilled and happy. They want them to be fulfilled and joyful. And so anything that women can do to be in their joy and to be fulfilled is what's going to allow men and women to work together in a powerful way. And it really becomes that beautiful dance of the evolved masculine and the divine feminine working together to really create change on the planet. So I'm fortunate that I have this amazing wife, my wife, Shannon, I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's phenomenal. And we're great on stage together. And we are this, we're, we're, we're a spiritual partnership that's meant to create change on the planet. And I'm seeing more and more and more of that. And so if you don't have that in your life as a woman, you've got to take control and be the leader of your life, the CEO of what you're able to do with your influence, your presentation, your, your money. Get financially free, whether you're married or not, whether you have a husband that's on board or not. As a woman, you must get financially free so that you can then have influence in your life. And that's the first step is to learn those skills. Mark, we're definitely going to have you back on the show. And the title of that show is going to be Be the CEO of Your Life. 
Fantastic. I I, want to thank you so much for your time being on the show. Mark, you've shared some incredible, valuable information. We're going to have all of your information as part of our show notes. So my fantastic listeners can go to your app stores, download, go legal yourself, and you can contact any of us, any of my guests directly from the app. And please leave us some feedback, you know, comment, make some comments, um, share with me how you felt about Mark and, 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 and the message that Mark's sharing around the world. Definitely reach out to, to both of us. And again, thank you again so much, uh, Mark. But besides the show notes, how can someone get a hold of you? Yeah, head on over to bigimpacthq.com and you can learn all about their services. We have lots of really great value that we're doing. We're building a community of women leaders called Lead, Speak, and Inspire. So you can join that LinkedIn group and uh, definitely take the speaker quiz. It'll pop up for you right on that website. Fantastic. Thank you again, Mark. And to my fantastic friends out there, please do check out golegalyourself.com. It is a do-it-yourself legal protection, which helps you save money, and gain peace of mind. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law, and it's been my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success. If you're looking to start a podcast on your own, use the coupon code WHATHAS at checkout and receive a free month of media hosting from our recommended hosting company, Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. This podcast was produced by Imagine Podcasting, and we help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand message to be heard. Visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.